Begone, you engrams. Let me be the Thetan I was meant to be. Welcome, my Memorialites, to another round of the book reviews. My name is Kyron, and I do these book reviews for those who want to transcend beyond their own immortality to gain some knowledge, some understanding, and learning from life. Today, we'll be going down a route that is not typical here on the Mere Mortals. It is religion and belief. So, I have the book for you, Going Clear, Scientology, Hollywood, and the Prison of Belief by the author Lawrence Wright. This book was published in 2013, and it's about 400 pages in thickness, although you can take off 30 to 40 pages due to all the notes and references that are included as part of the author's investigation. It's, I would say, an expose also mixed with the history of Scientology. So, the first half of the book revolves largely around the formation and a bio on the mythical enigmatic founder of L. Ron Hubbard and how he created Scientology, how he was an author of magnificent, prolific, uh, the most prolific author, I believe, in history uh, still to this day. He produced a huge amount of science fiction books and these included Dianetics, which is one of the the most famous, uh, the, I suppose, founding texts of Scientology in many ways. The second half revolves more around some of the Hollywood type beliefs and structures that were going within to it. So, this is looking at people like Tom Cruise, uh, such as Katie Holmes, as, you know, people who were wrapped up in that world of Scientology and how it actually came to be a religion, its interactions with the IRS, its interactions with day-to-day people, how it has some history of abuse and have has many claims against it by former adherents, former Scientologists who now say, hey, this is actually how the church works in many different ways. So, it's a bit of all of these different things mixed up into one big thing and then just, you know, spread out here onto the world. Well, so what you can expect to find in this book is one, a lot of well-researched facts about it. So, this is statistics, numbers, how they operate. You can find some stories related to influential figures, for example, like David Miscavige. And you can also learn about their beliefs, their controversies, and their disputes within the organization. Touching upon the author and the formation of this book, Lawrence Wright is a journalist. So, that journalistic background is really brought to the front where you can see some of the techniques and the methods that are used to convey the stories in this book are very reminiscent of what you will find in magazines and newspapers. This originally started out as a profile on Paul Haggis, who is a film director in Hollywood and was a very prominent Scientologist who stepped away from the religion. So, it started off as a a small magazine piece, a bio on him, which then continued out through a series of interviews and research of his own into creating a a pretty big book at the end of this. Onto the themes, and the first is contained within the subtitle, belief, faith, fact, fiction, or science. So, what do Scientologists actually believe? There's quite a few claims out there and you will have heard bits and pieces in your everyday life, but what do they actually believe? What is stated in this book? So, some of the things are such as the OT and Thetan. So, this is the belief of different souls residing within your own body. And if you go and rise above different levels, you can reach this going clear, a clearing up of your mind of preconceptions of examining the world more at different levels. You'll be able to gain somewhat mystical and magical powers. You'll be able to levitate. You'll be able to heal yourself. You'll be able to do all of these things that you 
if you saw someone doing probably nowadays without any explanation, you'd just say, man, that's kind of magic. There's also belief in the soul and as well as, I suppose, God in a way, but not emphasized to a point. It's sort of just meh, there, there, there might be a God, but what is true is true for you. So, this almost emphasis that they don't have a definitive proof and it's almost you as an individual coming in, you can create your own truths and what you believe, hey, that's that's also cool. So, there's some good points and then there's also some points that are definitely wacky and uh, uh, definitely far out there. So, this is related to Xenu and, you know, atomic bombs and volcanoes and all of these different things, you know, wrapped up into the the universe. You sign a billion-year contract, all of these different things. So, there is definitely some science related as well with the e-meters and, you know, they're looking at different electricity passing through your body and whatnot. But then there's also things which are, it's really hard to understand. How did you get to this point? Now, what makes the beliefs of Scientology fascinating is that we can see the origination of this. This isn't something that was 2,000 years in the past. No, we have the writings of L. Ron Hobbard directly as he wrote them. We have biographies, pictures of the great man himself. So, it's really cool to see, oh, you know what? This is exactly how it formed. This is where they came from. So, it's really funny to see that, oh, you know, it's not from Revelation. They're very clear about that, that no, Scientology is a, uh, a religion almost, but based in science. Now, it's kind of weird because it's science in the sense of you're testing things for yourself, but it's also not science in the peer-to-peer review of, you know, really being able to make assertions and this will be the same in the same conditions no matter where you are in the world, no matter who is conducting these tests. So, it's a bit of a weird way that they're using the word science, uh, which has some true elements to it and also some elements which you're like, eh, that's not so much science either. Belief is fascinating. I always love hearing what people think is true, what they believe to be the most real thing in this world. But for me, it always comes down to action. So, putting these beliefs into action. And you can see with Scientology, it's a bit of a mixed bag. There are some absolutely fantastic, wonderful things. So, there is this community that they have formed. This is supporting one another of being able to have connections within the, especially the Hollywood type of realm. Hey, that's fantastic. Totally cool. This real drive on self-improvement of fixing your flaws and making yourself a better person. Fantastic as well. Then there's also the more negative side of things. So, you can see this is where they're very litigious as a whole. You can see that there is a real outcasting of members and some, you know, mean things that are done to people who astray away from what is believed to be, you know, the straight and narrow path. You have to believe these certain things. And then also there's some questions about the hierarchical organization that is created and how some of the people at the top of it behave towards their underlings to people who are underneath of them. So, you know, a bit of a mixed bag in terms of putting these beliefs that they have into action in the real world. And a question arises, is the world a better place because of these beliefs? And man, it's hard to say, like with most things, there's a a balance between the two and not only in an individual sense, but on the group sense as well. So, you could say with these beliefs, man, I want to be as charismatic as Tom Cruise, as confident as him, as hardworking as David Miscavige or Paul Haggis and of of, you know, these individual Scientologists who are devoting their lives to the cause, man, there are some fantastic aspects to those beliefs. But then also, you know, they will do cruel things. They will be mean to family members on an individual level and then also on an organizational level. You know, they've created some 
amazing buildings. They've created this network of human beings. Hey, fantastic. And then also the cruelness of, you know, being litigious of trying to sue everyone and, and things like this. So, you know, is the world a better place because of these beliefs? It's hard to say from the outside and really put a definitive good stamp on it or a bad stamp on it. You know, there's, I, I would say, for the individual, there can be great things and bad things. And then also for the group, good things and bad things. It's a mix. The second theme that arises is the church. What defines a religion? So, Scientology is such a weird one because you have this big group of people together and you're like, okay, what are they? Are they a business? Man, they certainly behave like that in many ways. Are they a cult? Yeah, there's definitely some aspects to it. Are they a mob? Are they a crowd of things? Like, what is this thing that is happening? And going into religion, it's really hard to, you know, actually distinguish. Is this thing a religion or not? Now, they have in many places in the world been defined as a religion. I believe here in Australia they are, in the US, but there are also places in the world where it's not defined as a religion. So, there's some real funky and funny aspects to it. I would just say there's dynamics of all of it. So, there is the persecution. Yeah, Scientologists have been persecuted. Now, usually what happens is the persecution is somewhat justified at the start, but you can then use that as saying like, hey, the Christians were persecuted when they first came up. Most other religions, when they first started, they were persecuted. So, was that persecution justified or not? You know, hard to say, hard to say. There's also things like they have the dogma, they have the reverence, they have the sacred objects, they have all of these things. So, I think it's almost like, you know, if they want to call themselves a religion, if they act like a religion, hell, damn, they must be a religion then. The cool thing with Scientology is you can see a lot of the strategy that they use to make themselves a religion being put in place. So, this is the integration into Hollywood of finding a select niche of very wealthy, famous, powerful, rich people to expose to the world and say, hey, this is a one of ours. This is a leading member. There's the gamification almost of the OT levels. So, this is this fun aspect of like, man, I can just get to this next level. I can do this thing. It's almost like a video game of certain ways. There is the progressive investment. So, this is getting your members to stay by attaching monetary financial tithes to it and, you know, being generous to your donations of buying these new courses to take you to new OT levels of doing all of these auditing and things like that. And then there's the psychological basis. So, this is L. Ron Hubbard was really into psychology and, you know, psychotherapy and things like this. And he learned a lot from it and implemented a lot of those things into his religion that he was forming. And like most religions, they do have this bizarreness when you're viewing it from the outside and going, well, what the hell is this? So, one that really jumped out at me was the anti-psychology and anti-psychiatry, which is just baked into their DNA. So, I actually went on to the Australian version of the Scientology website on my phone. I was going through some of the videos and there's this constant stream that was going on and probably 60% of it was this attack on psychiatrists and psychologists and pharmacies and the, the whole medical system, some of it justified. A lot of it just seemed really, really strange though. And I was going, man, like what what is this bizarreness? Why are you so focused on this thing? Because from an outsider perspective, it's just like you don't have that whole history of why L. Ron Hubbard was against the psychologists and psychi- psychiatrists and all these other different people and things like that. Most of that is explained in the book. So, I sort of understand it now. But you know, I also came into that video thinking like, man, if I was seeing this for the first time, I would have no idea why they were going so hard against this. So, 
once again, like most religions, you can pick something from it, have a look at it and you're like, God damn, this is weird. I do not understand this at all. And this is just one part of it. There is plenty of other things that I read and hear about Scientology and went, whoa, that is an extreme point of view. Usually the stuff related to the outer space and you know the timelines and horizons of the universe a lot of those were some very outrageous claims to say the least now some of my observations and takeaways the first is man this book is really really thorough what i thought was really fascinating was almost how the litigiousness of scientology that means their um, you know readiness to provide lawsuits to people to sue people and say hey you know i'm going to suppress this thing you can't say that or do that has almost backfired in the sense that it gives credibility to this book you know he posted a lot of different things in here he made a lot of assertions a lot of claims he said a lot of stories and what is really funny about this is that hey he had to really verify all of them so he talks about how they had a big meeting with some scientologists and you know we're going through tons of things and fact checking and doing all of this he was attached to the new yorker at the time as well so there was a reputation of a company behind it and obviously of the publishers of the book as well so it's really funny to to just think that oh wow they're something that they use to suppress information and to you know, almost attack people is almost working against them in this case, because now it gives credibility to this book. It makes me think, oh, okay, he probably had to do a lot of fact checking and made had to make a lot of claims and assertions in this that would hold up under the scrutiny of, you know, the entire law system. My sort of overall summary takeaway from Scientology is, man, beliefs are fine. You can believe whatever the hell you want. And that's the coolest thing out. However, putting into action, just don't be a dick. And so you can see really on the group and individual level that there's a couple of really things that are irksome about Scientology. One is this violence or intimidation that is really baked within them. So the intimidation used through lawsuits to sue people into submission to, you know, hey, don't say that thing, don't do that thing. We want this to happen. And then also on the individual level with you know, some higher ranking members, I'm going to say David Miscavige here, of forcing people to do things, being intimidating and actually using violence against other members. All of this, of course, just being related and stories and there's back and forth and, you know, contradictions, people saying that did happen, that didn't happen. But on the vast, you know, whole of it, it really does seem that there's a couple of bad things that are really right at the top of Scientology that for me personally, I go, oh man, that that doesn't look fun. That doesn't look like a cool thing. And that really, really bothers me as an individual, that sort of violence and intimidation aspect that is part of the religion. So in summary, I thought it was a pretty fair take on the history and religion of Scientology. So it presented both sides of the coin, both sides of the argument related to people in the church saying this is what it's like, people outside of the church saying what it's like, and then his own, you know, trying to be impartial view of what he sees the church as. And it really gave some insight into some of the core beliefs, some of the core structures that Scientologists believe, how the Sea Org operates, how Scientology acts as a whole into this world. Now, this is a slightly dated because it's eight years old and things might have changed since then, but still a real fascinating, engaging read considering I'm not that much into religion as a whole. So I'm going to give the book Going Clear by Lawrence Wright, a 7 out of 10. Yeah, pretty good book. So, my Memorialites, thank you for joining me to this part of the audio. What are your thoughts on Scientology? 
Have you met any? Have you joined Scientology? I would love to know all of these things. One way you can interact with me is via a Boostergram to send me a message. So if you go onto a podcasting 2.0 app that is value for value enabled and has the ability to send Boostergrams, you can send me one and I would love to love to read that. If you are lazy as well, you can also just do it via Instagram at the Mere Mortals Podcast. Other than that, I hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are in the world. Kyron out.